Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh so much for the many, many things you've blessed us with this day. And we know it's all by grace. We truly thank you for that grace and that mercy and that love that you pour upon us. Help us truly appreciate it and encourage us to share it with others as well. Thank you once again as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. With God, all things are possible. We must understand that as Christians, we have an attachment, a an adoption into the family of God. And He loves us. He cares for us. And He can do all things. And He is our Father. And we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And in such, He has everything available to us. We merely need to go by His will. And we can study His Word and see some examples as He teaches us this very thing that the Lord is capable of anything and everything. Everything is under His power, His, His control, His authority. And He teaches us in Matthew chapter 19, as the Lord was dealing with various people that were coming to Him, asking different questions. This one man of, that had some wealth come to Him. As we see this account in Matthew chapter 19, picking up verse 16. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? An attitude that a lot of people have, that they have to do something good in order to earn everlasting life. A lot of religions are based on that. But salvation comes to us, available to us, by the finished work of Jesus Christ, not by our work. It is an acceptance and recognition of what the Lord has done and receiving that gift that saves us, not us doing something wondrous or something holy or something righteous or something good for someone else. We are supposed to do things holy, righteous, and good for others, yes. But those things do not earn us salvation. Salvation comes by accepting what the Lord has already taken care of, His finished work, what He paid on that cross we could not do it. We could live a thousand lifetimes over and over and work and work and work for the Lord and never earn salvation itself. And this man had the attitude that you could earn it somehow. What did he have to do to earn it? As it continues, And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He saith unto him, Which... And Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. He didn't quote all them to him. He left out the first and greatest commandment because he knew that that was the one that this man was not abiding by. The young man saith unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? Opening the door right there for a willingness to find out what he needed to improve. He had the right attitude to that point. But see what happens. Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor that thou shalt have treasure in heaven, 
and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. See, he had more value in his mind placed upon the possessions that he had than upon a relationship with the Lord. He did not treasure a relationship with the Lord. He did not want to lift the Lord up as most valuable in his life. What was most valuable in his life was his worldly possessions. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, Verily I say unto you that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard it, they were exceeding amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus said, Excuse me. But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. See, God can change us. God can reveal to us what we need to do. God can do anything that He wants to do in helping us walk a better pathway if we yield to that influence, if we listen up, if we truly follow His commandments. It's like the Lord gave us those two great commandments, to love God with all your existence and, and to love others as yourself. Those are the important things that He truly tells us to do. And we are supposed to do that, just like He emphasized that over in Matthew chapter 22, and verse 37, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. The young man that he was talking about earlier there wasn't doing that, but he needed to do that. It was being revealed to him what he needed to change, what he needed to do, but he denied it. He turned away. My possessions are too great to give up. And then in verse 39, and the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. See, focusing in on those two, because if you really focus in on those two, then you're going to be abiding by all those, even those that the Lord mentioned to that young man that had all that money earlier. You'll be abiding by all those if you truly love others as yourself and you truly put God number one in your life. Because when you truly put God number one in your life, then you're going to want to find out what He wants you to do and you're going to behave that way. In Matthew chapter 17, picking it up in verse 14 here, we see the Lord once again acknowledging that, that God can do anything. All things are possible by God, through God, in Chapter 17, Matthew 17, verse 14. And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed, for oft times he falleth into the fire and off into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. 
Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. Note right there, because your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove And nothing shall be impossible unto you. If you have the faith, if you have the belief, nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit, this kind goeth not out by the, but by prayer and fasting. That prayer and fasting. Fasting is something that's kind of gone out of style. People these days don't do much fasting unless they're just interested in dropping a few pounds. Then they do some fasting. But the fasting is important when it comes to focusing in, concentrating, being devoted and dedicated to a prayer of serious concern. You're not interested in yourself or supplying your own needs in substance, such as food or, or drink. Even in fasting, you're still supposed to drink water. Don't get that wrong. You've got to drink water, of course. But the fasting is cutting away the food and focusing in on something spiritual. And that's what he's saying. That kind of devotion and the the dedication to a fast shows how important that particular issue is that you're praying about. And it takes something of such belief and trust and Listening up to the Lord, His will, key part, His will be done in that. Matthew chapter 7, in verses 7 and 8, reads, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Pretty simply put, if we truly do the will of the Lord, yield to Him, put Him number one in our lives, and trust in Him completely. In Mark chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus looking upon them saith, With men it is impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. All things are possible with God. Over and over he teaches us that. In Mark chapter 9, verse 14, Mark's account of that encounter with that man that had the child that needed prayers. And some more teaching here in Mark chapter 9, picking it up in verse 14. reads, And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them, and the scribes questioning with them. And straightway all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed, and running to him, saluted him, and he asked the scribes, What questions ye with them? And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And whithersoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth away. And I spare, spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. He answered him, and and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him straightway, the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. 
And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, of a child. And oft times it hath cast him into a fire and into waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Notice he's throwing that in there. It takes belief. You have to have that faith. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. A very important point to bring out there. This man was asking for an increase of faith. Help thou my unbelief. And that's what we need to do. Whatever we're facing, whatever challenge, whatever issue that we're lifting up to the Lord, if we have the slightest bit of doubt, ask the Lord to remove that doubt. Ask the Lord to help your unbelief. This man did that, showing us that we can do that as well. It isn't that you just stand on your own and you have to develop all this belief and all this faith all by yourself. No, the Lord can actually help us with that, to increase that if we ask and then we apply what the Lord gives us, then He multiplies what He gives us. Read 24 again. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. And when Jesus saw that the people came running together, He rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him. And he was as a one dead, insomuch that many said, He is dead. And Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he came into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could not we cast him out? And he said unto them, This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. Once, another, once again, he mentions that prayer and fasting. Luke chapter 18, verse 27. And he said, The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Over and over. They repeated that through the Gospels. That statement. That with God all things are possible. And that we need to believe. We need to trust in the Lord. We need to believe. We need to follow His guidelines. We need to stay in His will for us. And in Psalm 118, verses 8 and 9, very important words here. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Who are you putting most of your confidence in? Mankind to come and help you? The government to come and help you? Because that's what he's talking about when he says in princes. Are you dependent upon the government? Are you dependent upon somebody else for your well-being in whatever aspect it may be? whether it be for your prosperity or whether it be for your health or what? Do you, who do you lift up as being the eminent one that you turn to? The one that has the power and authority that you're going to really listen up to the most? Is it mankind or is it the Lord? Now, I'm not saying don't go to the doctors or don't get your government check. Those are things that the Lord blesses you with. The Lord blesses us with people that can serve Him in the ways that we need to be tended to, including the governments, because he has ordained the governmental system, and including doctors and 
whatever other substance or other issue that you may have that you need someone else to assist you with. It's okay for that. But they are servants. They are associates, you might say. Ultimately, we trust in the Lord and we pray to the Lord to guide the hands of the people that he brings in our life to help us do what the Lord wants done. That's the thing. Always pray to the Lord that he be in charge, that he takes care of everything. You trust in him completely and totally. Like he says, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. In Isaiah chapter 41, in verse 10, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. God's telling us, we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be afraid of anything. Trust in Him. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Notice, He can strengthen us when we are weak. Don't stand on your own might. Ask the Lord for strength. He can strengthen us. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. With the hand of his righteousness. That's what we got to hold on to, hang on to, listen to, trust. Just like he tells us over there in Matthew chapter 6 when he's talking about the fowls and he's talking about the, the field and the raiment and so forth, about the various things. You can look around in the world. You can look around in creation. He spoke everything into existence. He maintains everything. He has authority over everything. And he loves and cares for us. He adopts us into his family. Therefore, he's going to look after us. We merely need to do what he tells us in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Everything that you need to serve the Lord in the way that he wants you to serve while you're in this life, can be given to you directly by the Lord when we totally yield ourselves to Him and His will. We totally turn ourselves to Him and completely and totally submit ourselves to Him and trust Him. Lift Him up. Seek first the kingdom of God. Not like that young man we read about earlier. He sought his own possessions. He sought things of this world. He sought prosperity here. He wasn't seeking a relationship with God except secondary. Primarily, he was seeking his prosperity here. He did not seek first the kingdom of God. You've got to put the Lord in the proper place. That's number one, most important thing in your life, to love and cherish the Lord God. Then you've got things in proper perspective, in a proper order. Then you can have the things that you ask for done, like he tells us. Over in Philippians chapter 4, when we get things going right, when we're really truly listening to the Lord, then we can do these things right here as we cover these so often because they are so current, they are so prevalent. What we need to do is Philippians chapter 4, picking up verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. That's a tough one sometimes. When the things are challenging, when the things are are painful, whatever kind of pain it might be, physical pain or emotional pain or psychological pain, it just 
Some things are plumb painful. Being in this world, we're going to receive persecutions. We're going to receive, receive hardships. There's going to be some hard times, yes, even as Christians. But to rejoice even in that, because as we spoke of earlier, going through those various things, you can then have the experience to relate to somebody else, to help somebody else go through the same things. We can learn, we can grow, we become stronger and closer to the Lord when we totally trust in Him. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Tell everybody about your experiences. Use those experiences as as tools to help others. Be careful for nothing. That means don't be worried. Don't be overly concerned. But in everything, by prayer and supplication. Prayer, communication. Supplication is listed all. So constantly talking to him, constantly listing, listing everything, whatever it may be that you need, whatever it may be that you want. Tell him about it. It says, with thanksgiving. Thank him for what he's already done. Thank him for what he's about to do. Let your request be made known unto God. Very simply put. Tell him about it. He already knows. He knows what we need before we ask. Of course. But he wants us to ask him. Over and over he tells us to ask. It's like we read earlier. Ask and you shall receive. But you've got to ask. Because in our asking, we display the faith in knowing that He can do it. That He can give it to us. And then what happens? And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That peace that comes over you, that calmness that is so beyond what we can even describe that can come over you, even in the midst of the most difficult hardship, you can have that peace. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again, wherein ye were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Now this is Paul talking to the church at Philippi. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. See, Paul had been going through quite a lot. He'd been arrested. He'd been beaten. He'd been Horribly treated. He'd been stoned to death by rocks. But it didn't kill him. He'd come on up from that. I know both now, excuse me, verse 12. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. That's the key there that Paul's teaching to the church of Philippi there. You rejoice in the situation that you're in, whatever it is. You lift it up and you tell the Lord what you need. He'll give you that peace 
and understand that you can do anything through Jesus Christ that strengthens you. Because with God, all things are possible. As it says in Hebrews 13, verse 5, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. We've got to stand on that. We've got to know that. We've got to have confidence in that. He's never going to leave us. He has ultimate authority and control over everything. After all, He spoke everything into existence, just like it says over there in Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, For by Him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by Him and for Him. And He is before all things, and by Him all things consist. Everything is in existence by Jesus Christ. Therefore, He has power and authority over everything, and He loves and cares for us. That's why He came down and took on all the sins of all mankind, past, present, and future, to give us what we need, which was a cleansing, salvation, adoption into the family. And He has power and authority, ultimate power and authority. All things are possible through Him. So acknowledge that. Hang on to that. If you have a little bit of faith and you need more, ask for it. He'll give you more. If you lack some belief, like that man we read about earlier, ask for it. He can give you some increase in your belief. Trust in Him. Be totally devoted and dedicated to Him. And He can see you through whatever challenges you face. Because He says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. He's always with us right there, even through those hard times that we are suffering through. So all we got to do is confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, adopts us into the family, and then pray and pray and pray, submit yourselves. And all this stuff's recorded in the Word of God. We can look at His Word and find out what we need to do. Just like He says over in 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that ye may know that ye have eternal life and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. By looking at this Bible, by studying it, by listening to the comfort of the Holy Ghost that is within you, by listening to the teaching of the Holy Ghost, by following the guidance of the Holy Ghost, then you can be on the pathway you need to be on and be blessed with so many things, most of all, that peace and comfort in whatever situation you might find yourself. Verse 14, And this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. See, that's one of the keys there. According to His will. Not our will. We still can ask for things that are our will, but we need to include in that, not my will be done, but yours. Just like the Lord Himself, when He was praying, He used that example. Lord, when Jesus was praying to the Heavenly Father, He says, not my will, but your will be done. Just like when He taught us in the model prayer, where it says... After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. It doesn't say my will be done. It says thy will be done. God's will be done. That's what we need to always focus on. The Lord's will be done. Not our will be done. Verse 15 
And then back over in 1 John chapter 5, verse 15. And if we know that He hear us whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of Him. That's that confidence that we can have in knowing that He hears us. He's listening. He knows. Read 13 through 15 again. 1 John chapter 5, verse 13. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that ye may know that ye have eternal life and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in Him that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know that He hear us whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of Him. So ask and it shall be given you. Because we know that with men it's impossible, but with God all things are possible. All things are possible. So put your faith, your trust in Jesus Christ. Yield to Him completely. Pray constantly. Let's pray now. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we truly thank You for the wisdom that we can receive when we listen to You, when we listen to the Holy Ghost, when we listen to what we find out when we study Your Word. Help us to truly believe it, to truly accept it and apply it. And help all of us have an increase of faith and an increase in belief and an increase in trust of You. And then help all of us be encouraged to go out and share those experiences with others out there in the world so they can come in and have that as well. We thank You oh, so much for all of it as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen.